You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. And a couple more over on this side. So, uh, I do have a big gift up here today, and that's for whoever behaves the best. Have the adult. No, just kidding. All right. Uh, Luke 2. And, uh, man, what a good job. I'm going to tell you that uh, Kim and Chad, as well as Doria, did there with the, uh, the kids. And uh, just a great group of kids. And, again, I appreciate you all so much uh, that uh, allow their kids to come to King's Kids. It's such a blessing. And uh, I want to tell you about just a little bit about Chad and just the ones that work in, the, uh, in that program. It's just a really cool thing. Uh, Kim actually... Uh, lives about 45 minutes from here. They live down in Mobile, uh, but she they come for church in the morning, normally go down, have lunch, come back up here uh, for King's Kids, and then uh, Chad and Dory actually live in Sergeant Bluff as well. So it's just kind of cool to think about uh, the investment they have. Uh, they don't have kids in that. It's just that they're doing it all, uh, dedication and stuff. And so it's just a really cool thing, and they love to do it. Uh, and so that's so much appreciated. In the, in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, this is the most detailed account of the Christmas story that we find in the Bible. And uh, again, I just want to give you some thoughts about kind of the real meaning of Christmas um, and what was going on there. And I want to begin reading in verse number 7, and I've got several passages to share with you, and then I'll tell you why I've got this gift up here as well, this, uh, this box that I dove in a dumpster yesterday to get. Um, <laughs> Caitlin's got the video if you'd like to see it. It's pretty good. Um, I don't know if I needed to tell you that part, especially with what I'm doing. But anyway, uh, but in Luke 2 and verse number 7, the Bible says, And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And I want to stop reading right there. And I want to just uh, share with you today this thought on a gift for you. A gift for you. Uh, of course, I'm excited that the church is able to give uh, gifts to all the kids that are in King's Kids, uh, just as uh, appreciation for them. Uh, but I don't know about you, but i got to be honest. I, I know it's often said it's more blessed to give than to receive, and that's very true. It really is. And I, and I love to give. But I want to tell you something. I like to get gifts. I really do. So for those of you that are saying, boy, I really love to give, and you can't think of anybody to give to, I'll... Uh, <laughs> You know, just just remember me. I, but but no, I do. I, I enjoy getting gifts. I, I I love Christmas time. I love giving. I love the getting. I love the opening. I like all this stuff about it. Uh, but the exciting news is is that seriously, there really is a gift for you today. Amen. 
God has a gift for you. And as we're going to see in a little bit, the sad news is, is a lot of people don't realize that God has a gift for them. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about this gift. And I read these verses because, of course, it's the Christmas story. But it just kind of stood out to me that when Jesus was born in verse number 7, she brought forth her firstborn son. And what, she, what did she do with him? She wrapped him. She wrapped him. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes. And it says again that she wrapped him. But I love what the, when, when the angels speak to the shepherds, and this goes to all, to all of us, but uh, the Bible says in verse 11, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this speaks to the real purpose of this gift, uh, that there's a Savior that was born to all people. And there's, some, there's another great verse that you'll often hear around this time of year out of the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. A son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Uh, chapter 9, verse 6 of Isaiah ties in three different times in the, in, in the history of the Savior, if you will. Number one, it speaks of his birth. Unto you is born. Unto you is born. Unto you a child is born. Unto us a child is born. Comma. Fast forward about 30 some years. Unto us a son is given. Unto us a son is given. The Bible says in John 3.16, and you'll hear some of these same verses that they had in the program this morning, but the Bible says, For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world. And, and we speak of the world, and you may just think of you know, the uh, billions of people that are on the face of the earth today. But something you need to understand about the way that's used in the Bible, for God so loved the world, literally, that's, uh, that's written to where you could literally put your name there. Because yes, God does love the world collectively, but more importantly, God loves the world individually. The Bible says that the very hairs of your head are numbered. The Lord knows you. The Lord loves you. The Lord knows your thoughts. Uh, before you were ever created, the Lord knew you. Amen. And the good news is, before, the Lord, uh, before you were ever born, the Lord loves you. Amen. And that's some of the greatest news. So for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. That took place on the cross. Uh, and then it goes on to speak of the future when the Lord uh, returns in His kingdom, the government shall be upon His shoulders. But I want to really focus on that part about the gift of God. Um, there's another time that the Lord Jesus was wrapped. You know, thinking on the theme of Christmas and being wrapped as a gift. Uh, in Luke chapter 23, you don't have to turn there, but if you'd like to, Luke 23, verse 53, the Bible says, and He took it down. And they're talking about the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because when you really study what it's really all about, the birth of Jesus had to happen for Jesus to be able to go to the cross. But understand something. The birth of Jesus in and of itself... Uh, doesn't do anything if he did not ultimately accomplish a greater purpose. He was born, but the reason he was born, folks, is so that he could die. Amen. Now, why would Jesus be born to die? Uh, see, the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. In other words, the, the reason that we die is because the penalty for sin is death. Now, we may not like to think about this, but the Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All is a pretty simple word to understand, isn't it? That's everyone. 
Now, the question is, why do we sin? And somebody says, what sin? Sin is just, uh, you know, it's, it's a violation against the holiness of God. You know, it, it's, it's lies. It's, it's evil thoughts toward people. It's hatred. It's uh, stealing. It's uh, putting other things before God. It's worshiping other things instead of God. Um, it's thinking ill toward your neighbor, coveting uh, your neighbor and, and, and the things they possess and so forth. Uh, why is it that we sin? Why is it that the Bible says that all have sinned? The reason that all have sinned is because we were all born sinners. In other words, we don't become sinners because we sin. We sin because we were born into this world as sinners. Uh, we just got, got done celebrating these uh, beautiful kids as they celebrated our Savior's birth. Uh, and I've got four children myself. And I want to tell you something about my children. I'm sure it's true of your children. I know it is. But you want to know something? We never had to teach our kids to lie. We never had to teach our kids to be mean. Did you? Did you one day say, okay, here's, here's how you do it. If somebody comes to take something from you, another kid, just whack them in the head with it. <laughs> That's how you deal with these things. We don't teach our kids those things, do we? They just do it naturally. Why? Because they were all born just like we were, and everybody else besides Christ has ever been born into sin. Now, uh, the, 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 the problem with that is the Bible says the wages of sin is death. And really what that speaks of is separation from God. Sin separates us from God. That's the bad news. Now, it separates us from God now, but ultimately, if a person dies uh, without having their sins forgiven, the Bible says there's two places a person goes when they die. There's a heaven and there's a hell. There's a literal fiery burning hell, but there's also a literal glorious heaven. Amen. And if we die without having our sins forgiven, separated from God, there's only one alternative, and that is an eternity in the lake of fire. That's bad news. But the good news is Christmas. The good news is the gift of God. The good news, folks, is why Jesus came. Amen. Again, it's not just something we celebrate this time of year. Folks, it's year-round that we're able to celebrate this gift. We started reading this verse. He says, and he took it down, talking about the body of Christ after he died. Why did he die? You want to know why? Because he paid the penalty for your sins. Every sin you've ever committed, every sin you ever will commit, all of that, Jesus loved you so much that he took that upon himself. And He took our death. He took our penalty. He did that for you. If you've ever wondered why Jesus came and died, folks, I've got a very simple way to put it. He did it for you. He did it for you. You say, oh, you don't know me this morning. You don't know the things I've done. You don't know the things that I've thought even since I've been here this morning. You don't know my background. You know, and all that may be true. But I want you to know something. God does. The one that created you does. And I'm telling you something. He loves you. The Bible says He loves you with an everlasting love. Did you know that you cannot do anything to make God love you anymore? You, you, you may feel like a horrible person, but I want you to know something today. The Lord loves you. The Lord cares for you. You say, I question that because of some things I've experienced in my life. We all may do that from time to time. But there's one thing that ought to help us understand and appreciate the love of God, and that it's if you take a moment and look at the cross. Amen. Does God really love me? Somebody said it this much. How much, how, Lord, how much do you love me? And the Bible says he, or someone said that he spread out his arms and he died. Amen. 
And He was nailed to that cross. That's how much He loves you. And that is uh, how He purchased the gift of God. I've said it already, but I want to pause and emphasize it. Oh, maybe I should get done reading that one verse. Amen. The Bible says, And He took it down, took His body down, wrapped it in linen, and laid it in a sepulcher uh, that was hewn in stone, wherein never man before was laid. What that speaks of is what followed Jesus paying the price. Now, I got this gift, and I've done giving away where I got this from. So you may not be too excited about getting this today, all right? Um, but, but no, I was looking for a big box, you know, and it's not the biggest box. I would like to have a refrigerator box or something, you know. But, but I found this, and I pulled it behind the computer store in Vermilion, and I hope it's not illegal because I guess I'm confessing. But I just looked in the, the cardboard recycling deal, you know, and I thought, well, that box will work. And so uh, I kind of had to reach in, and of course, uh, my daughter Caitlin is always ready with her camera, and so she was recording as I went over there, and my legs were dangling and all that. But I got this box. Now, so please forget about what I told you, if you possibly can, uh, and get that mental picture out of your head about me dangling over a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you know what? I can't. We, we gotta get. We gotta get this screen, and we gotta get a video camera. Because I'm telling you, I will just show that right now. Honestly, I would be like, I right, play it. Bam! Here we go. Uh, but uh, I've got all kinds of great plans. But 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 this gift, this box. Imagine it is a nice gift. Imagine it is something to be excited about. This morning, beautiful paper, beautiful wrapping job. I might say I did it myself. Uh, don't look at this side of it. But anyway. Um, but no, th th this gift. Now, how does a gift work? Uh, and again, I, I, I do want to say this before I go any further. I, I know there's some people that don't really celebrate, make a big deal about Christmas. And you know something? There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Uh, but but for, for, the, for the sake of my message and what I want to try to get across to you this morning, I want you to imagine and, and think about most of us in here have probably uh, bought someone a gift for Christmas already. Now, I want to illustrate quickly how that works, and then I want to try to uh, offer you this gift, and then we'll be dismissed. But when we think about a gift today, the way a gift normally works is this way. Um, I go out with the intentions of getting someone a gift. I'm th I have someone in mind, all right? Um, so this morning, I'm going to... Who do I have in mind? Maybe I'll have, uh, I'll have Doria in mind today. So just imagine I had Doria in mind, and I wanted to go and get a gift for Doria. So the first thing I do is I'm trying to be maybe perhaps thoughtful with my gift. I'm trying to think, what is something that would really be a blessing to Doria? I was teasing about how that I bought uh, one of my kids, I bought them a battery for their car for Christmas. <laughs> I think it's the most expensive gift I've bought so far, you know. And, uh, but, but, so, but, you know, that's nothing to get too excited about, depending on your perspective. I would argue that it is, because uh, it's easier to drive a car with a battery that works. But, but, no, but, but it's something a little bit more thoughtful than a battery. It's something that I, that I really want to get, and I really want it to make a difference uh, for Dory. And, I, and I've got her on my heart, and I've got her on my mind, and so I go out, and I begin to look for this perfect gift for Doria. I go and I find this perfect gift. I go and I find this perfect gift, but there's something to this gift. Because when it's still in the store, uh, that's, it's got something else attached to it, usually with a little plastic uh, uh, ring or something. And what is that? That's a price tag. So I look at this and be like, this would be perfect for Doria. But it's how much? How much is this thing? Oh my goodness. Am I really willing to pay this? Can I afford this? And 
If I care enough about Dory, you know what I'm going to say? You know what? It doesn't matter. By the way, I like getting stuff on clearance, don't you? Uh, we used to do a lot of our Christmas shopping like in March, you know, February, March and all that when everything goes on sale. But anyway, but, but, but I see this and it costs something and it costs whatever it costs. But I say, you know what? Doria matters that much to me, and I'm going to go, and uh, I'm starting to get uncomfortable using another woman now all of a sudden. <laughs> it feels uncomfortable. Maybe I should use my wife as an illustration instead. But, uh, but no, I, I think about this, and I think, I'm going to give this gift to Doria, and so I take it up there, and it's got a price tag attached, but you know what? I'm willing to pay the price. And they say, this is what it's going to cost. Now understand this. When I make this purchase, I'm not thinking about myself. I'm not thinking about somebody else. I'm thinking about one person. And I'll just keep using Doria. I'm thinking about Doria. And so they say, this is how much it's going to cost. And I'll say, I'll pay it. And the whole time, from the moment I buy it, it's, it's as good as Doria's. Because I've paid for it for her. I've purchased it for her. Perhaps I bring it home and I wrap it. And I bring it. And then finally, I offer it to her. But I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Because here's what I want to say to you, going back to what I've already told you. Understand this. God loves you. And when the Lord thought about you before He ever even created this earth, whatever your name is today, whether it's Doria, whether it's Jesse, whether it's Jessica, whether it's Dan, whatever your name is, whoever you are today, God said, there's a gift that I really want to get this person. Because I know in time to come, because of Adam's sin, it's no fault of our own, we were all born into sin. I know because of that, they're going to be born into sin, just like everybody else has ever been born into sin. And I know that they're going to need forgiveness of that sin. And here it is, Aaron. Aaron just trusted Christ, uh, what, a month or two ago? I mean, it hasn't been that long. But here's how it works. God says this. You know what? Aaron was born into sin and is separated from me because of sin. But you know what? I don't want Aaron to spend eternity apart from me. I don't want Aaron to spend eternity in the lake of fire. You say, why would God even make a place? He made the place for the devil and his angels. That's where he wants Satan to go. But if people don't have their sins forgiven and refuse this gift, uh, then there's no other alternative. But God says, I don't want that for Aaron. I love Aaron. I care for Aaron. And in fact, I want to spend for the rest of time, I want to spend the rest of time and all of eternity with Aaron. I love Aaron so much. I care about him. I, I, I want to be with him. I want to talk to him. I want to have fellowship with him. He means this much to me. And so then God goes, but then He looks at the price tag. And He says, okay, I, I, I really want to forgive this person of their sins. I really want to spend eternity with this person. Okay, what's the price? There's only one price. The price is for God to give His only begotten Son. Amen. The price is for Jesus Christ to willingly go to be, listen, ultimately hung on the cross. But did you know before Jesus was hung on the cross that He was mocked? That they plaited a crown of thorns and put it on His head? That the, the, the thorns of these Middle Eastern thorns folks can grow as much as six inches long. They're huge. They're sharp. They're vicious. They put that crown of thorns on our Savior's head. And with the reed, with like a pole or a rod, they hit the Lord over, uh, over the head and drove those thorns into His brow. Mocking Roman soldiers actually spat on the face of our Lord Jesus Christ. They literally ripped the beard out of His face. 
Before he ever went to the cross, folks, he went to a place where he was beaten with the cat of nine tails. And literally, you say, this doesn't sound like Christmas. This is what Christmas is all about. Amen. He was literally beaten with uh, uh, the cat of nine tails, with, which was a whip with nine different whips that went off of it. That would have balls of lead or sharp bone or rock kind of inner uh, braided within there. You say, that's gruesome. It is gruesome. But he was beaten. And then he was taken and he was nailed to an old rugged cross. And then he was hung on that cross. And that, that cross was dropped into a hole. And, and listen, the Bible talks about how all of, all of his bones were out of place. And he was thirsty and they gave him vinegar to drink. And one of the worst things that happened out of all this was not the physical torment, but you want to know what it was? It was when the Bible says Jesus cried out and says, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? When He took your sins upon Himself and He died for you and He died for me, that was the price tag. And you know what God said? I'm going to get that. I'm going to purchase that because He loves you that much. He cares about you that much. That's quite a price to pay, isn't it? That's right. We just had these kids. Many of you are here because your children were in the program this morning. I'm thinking this morning about my kids, and I've used this illustration many times. Uh, you know, my, my son is here today. Uh, I've got daughters here today. There's no way. And I'll have them. Evan, would you come? And I know I've done this before, but uh, here's my son, Evan. And uh, man, Evan can really be a pain in the neck sometimes, but I love him to death. Uh, I really do. He's, he's a, he really is a blessing. He's a fine fella. Uh, and I'm telling you, I really there's a lot of people in here I care a lot about. Some of you I don't know quite as well. And I would do a lot of things for you. I, I, I would like to think that if it came down to it, that if, if, if someone was about to do you harm, I'd like to think that I would step in the way perhaps. Uh, I'd like to think that maybe I would maybe give my life for someone in here or risk my life for someone or anyone in here. But I can tell you one thing right now. There's not one of you in here today that if it came down to you or him, it's you. It's not him. Right? I'm sorry. I don't care. I don't care how great you are. I don't care how nice you are. I don't care how beautiful you are. I don't care how wealthy you are. I don't care about any of that. I'm sorry. My son, for you, absolutely not. Do you not feel the same way about your child? Thank you, buddy. About someone. But here's the thing. <laughs> the Bible says while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So he purchased that price. He was wrapped in, he, he, was, he was brought down and his body was wrapped and he was in tomb. The good news is, praise God, he rose again three days later. Amen. We do not serve and worship a, a you know why he you know why he rose again though? He purchased the gift, but then he rose again so he could come and offer it to you. Amen. He rose again so that he could come and offer it to you. And I read the verse earlier. The Bible says, For the wages of sin is death. The penalty, the, the, the wages, what's earned by sin. That's what Jesus did is He took our death. He took our hell, in essence, on the cross when He was separated from God the Father. The wages of sin is death. Romans 6.23. But here's the good news. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The gift of God. So that's why I told you, we got a gift for you today. I'm sure the kids will be excited to receive these gifts today. They don't even know what's in the gift, but they're going to be excited to get them. Uh, I remember, I remember, I can't remember what Christmas it was, but one of the gifts I remember more than anything, I was so excited on Christmas, opening up presents, and I opened it up, and my aunt had bought me, it wasn't pink 
bunny pajamas, but my aunt, I opened it up and it was, it was, it was, a, it was, it was a, like a, a, some kind of pajama shirt with some, some cat throwing hearts all behind it. <laughs> all these hearts, you know, following it. And I thought to myself, oh, I must open up my sister's. I'm sorry, Emily, this is yours. Oh, no, Jesse, that's yours. Oh. Well, thank you very much. I went from being excited to not being so excited, all right? Oh, man, what's this going to be, you know? Uh, one year, I, listen, I love Carolina Blue. I got my NC, UNC uh, bow tie on today. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, I, I mean, my, one, one year my, my other aunt bought me Carolina Blue socks, like dress socks. I might would actually wear those today. But at the time, you don't wear those to elementary school. And you didn't wear those uh, uh, to middle school back in the olden days, all right? And so uh, what I'm saying is they'll be excited to get these gifts no matter probably what they are. Uh, but here's one thing I want to say. You will not be disappointed if you accept the gift of God. Can somebody say amen right there? Amen. You will not be excited if you would accept the gift of God today. And I want to say something else about the gift of God. That's pretty cool. The gift, did you know, here's something great. The gift of God comes with bonus gifts. And I, I'm, I'm bringing this down. Just bear, the gift, hey, you know the only thing better than a gift is a bonus gift. You open it up, and uh, man, there's more inside. So there's the gift of salvation that I'll say in just a moment. But you know what? There's even more. When I got saved, when I accepted the gift of God, I knew, listen, the thing I understood is what I just told you today. I finally, I'd always believed that Jesus died on the cross and rose again. But when I realized He did it for me, man, I'm like, that's why? See, religion muddies the waters, does it not? If we just stick with the Bible, folks, the Bible makes things pretty simple. I purchased a gift for you. Here it is. That's right. Accept this gift. You'll go to heaven when you die. Uh, Turn from your sins. Turn to Christ. He'll, He'll forgive you. He'll save you. It's not, well, do this and do that and have your kids do this and that and, and, and give this much and, 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 and dress this way and do this thing. Listen, what is that all about? That's not the Bible. That's right. God's message is clear, folks. It's a gift. So when I got saved, all I knew was, man, okay, cool. That's why Jesus died. That's why He rose again. Lord Jesus, I want to accept this gift. But I want you to know something. After I accepted this gift... I found some things that... Listen, because that's been 20-something years ago. And I think you've got to be old to be talking about 20-something years ago sometimes, amen? Uh, even though I don't feel very old. But that was actually 25 years ago or something that I accepted this gift. But you want to know the reason I'm standing here preaching before you today? Because of bonus gifts. Amen. Bonus gifts. Yes. In other words, not only did He save my soul, but folks, the guy that you see before me today, or before you today, is not the same guy you would have known before I knew Jesus. That's right. See, I was just... Uh, man, I was raised... I mean, and again, I've said this before, but, but, but the world would have just considered me and where, where we came from just kind of poor white trash. Uh, you know, started doing drugs at uh, an extremely early age. Uh, matter of fact, by the age of most of any kids, almost any of the kids that were up here today, I was probably already experimenting with drugs by their age. And I was following down in that bad path. I was following down, and man, my life consisted of nothing but sin and trying to please self, trying to uh, find the next way to party, and I was looking for some satisfaction in my soul. But when I accepted this gift, there's a bonus gift. Not only are my sins forgiven, not only am I going to heaven now, but praise God, you mean all the, all the joy and the abundance and the peace that I've been looking for in this world? You're not going to find it. Amen. 
You know, some people do this drug and the next drug. Some people get involved in this religion and go deeper into the religion. But when it comes down to it, some people are trying to make money and, and trying to make more money. But when it comes down to it, none of those things are going to fulfill fill that emptiness in your heart. But Jesus does. Amen? And so I got saved. And I can remember, think, I can remember thinking to myself, this is what I've been missing. Not religion. Not church. Jesus. Amen? So, so all of a sudden, I've got this bonus gift. But I want to tell you something else. I told you that the Lord has transformed me through His Word and through the Spirit of God. I mean, listen, you talk about the guy that I used to be. I'm not that guy anymore. I mean, I'm still the same old Jesse in a lot of ways. i got the same personality. But God has put some things in my life. You want to know something I have today? I have joy. I mean, there's bonus gifts. I have joy. I have peace that passeth all understanding. See, Jesus said, I come that they might have life, but He said, I've come that they might have it more abundantly. And so He gives abundant life. It's not just... And, 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 and as it goes on, you want to know the great thing about being saved? Is I just keep finding more gifts. I mean, it's just all the time. Amen. It's just joy unspeakable and full of glory. There, it, Can I get amen on that one, church? I mean, you accepted the gift of God. But man, listen, in other words, it's all this in heaven too. Amen. It's the home that you've given me. See, I want you to understand something. Some people can get the mis- misconception and the misperception that, you know, oh, you're a preacher and oh, that's why you are blessed and that's why you live this life and that's why whatever else. That's why maybe it's easier for you not to get involved in the sins of the world. And all that. No. I'm just, an, I'm, just a, I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. I'm just somebody that keeps finding gifts. Amen. I'm somebody that God's making a change in. I'm somebody. I'm telling you something right now. By God's grace, I have been married to the most amazing woman now for uh, like 21 years. 21 years that I've been married to this amazing woman. And I tell you one thing, I've been, I, I'm more crazy about her today than ever. I love her to death. I really do. I mean, I just think she's the most beautiful thing, the most precious thing, and I love her so much. Don't mean we don't fight and argue sometimes, amen, and clash. But, but I love her to death. But I'm telling you right now, by God's grace, I, I want to be a better husband for her, but I, think God, I know that God's helped me to be a pretty decent husband to her. But I'm telling you something. I look at my sister-in-law sitting right there. See, my sister-in-law, she went to high school with me. And I can remember, you could, you could ask her when she found out that Melanie was dating Jesse Haley. Bad news. The family was not happy and there was a reason why. Because I'm telling you, I would have been a horrible husband. The odds of me being a faithful husband, I would say, got to be, you know, or the percentage of me doing that, probably zero. Zero, I would say. The odds of me being, uh, being selfless and caring and putting her first, probably zero. Something in that uh, range. But you know the gift that I found? The gift that God can make me into a husband that can please Him. Amen? I mean, He changes your life. He, he, he makes a difference in you. There's bonus gifts. But I want to, and there's more than that. I can't even begin to tell you the bonus gifts. Am I not right, church? Yeah. Amen. But I want to say this today. Oh, yeah, here's, I'm going to share this with you quickly, then I'm going to be finished with this. John 4. Really cool story. 
John 4, uh, Jesus meets a woman that is a social outcast. Nobody wanted anything to do with. As far as, as far as her neighborhood, as far as her community was concerned, she was worthless. She was no good. She was an outcast. She was a woman that had been married five times. She was currently living with a man that was not her husband. She was uh, Society looked down on this woman. The disciples probably wouldn't even speak to this woman. But I'm telling you, somebody that did speak to her, and that's Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus Christ began to reach out to her. And He did address her sin as He does. We've got to address the fact that we, uh, you know, in order, to, in order to get healed, sometimes you've got to accept a diagnosis, and that's that we're sinners. Yeah. You've got to be willing to admit that. I have sinned against God. I am a sinner against God. That's why Jesus went to the cross. And so He dealt with that with her. But I love this. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it was that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked him, and he would have given thee living water. If thou knewest the gift of God. If you only knew the gift of God, Jesus says. There's a lot, church, I want to say this. There's a lot of people out there that don't know the gift of God. Shame on us. Amen. We need to let them know about the gift of God. But if you're here today, you may be just like this woman, just like I was, just like everybody in here was at one point. I didn't know the gift of God. I knew that Jesus went, and, went, went, went to the cross, but when I found out the gift of God, and here's the gift of God, He did it for me, He did it for you. And I want to close with this illustration this morning, or concluding this illustration. As I think about the, this gift... The gift has been purchased at a, at, a, at a great, great price. The only begotten Son of God, He thought about you. And He thought about me. But He did not purchase this gift. What good would this gift be to Doria today if I purchased this gift and I took and locked it off in some sanctuary somewhere, or some uh, you know, monastery somewhere, and it's over here. No, that's not the way it works. You know what God does? Just like Jesus did with the woman at the well, He comes and He offers it to you. And so I go, and I could, this, this, this was almost more than I could afford to buy. But for Doria, I did it, and I purchased it. But that's not the end of the story, is it? It's purchased, it's wrapped, it's ready. I've got Doria's name on here. Actually, I've got whosoever will on here. Amen. Amen. But I've got Doria's name on here. And I come to Doria and I say, Doria, you had this need. Doria, I thought about you. I paid this price. And you, would you mind standing, Doria? And, I, and, and then the next thing I do is I say, Doria, would you please take this gift? What does she need to do? Take it. Just take it. She just needs to take it. But you know what, sadly, a lot of people do? You know what breaks my heart as a preacher, as a Christian? I love hearing the babies, by the way. Amen. I mean uh, But listen, you know, what, you, know, you know what a lot of people do? What do they do, Trey? You offer them the gift, and what do they do? <laughs> he said, no thanks. He didn't want to accept it. I'm like, well, okay. But Trey, you... I mean, listen, I did not like my hearty-shaped pajamas. <laughs> At all. 
But I accepted it because I didn't want to hurt man's feelings. And I took my Carolina blue socks and and, uh, and, and, and I didn't want to hurt nobody's feelings. I said, you know what? I, I, better, I better take that. But we're not talking about socks and pajamas here today, are we? God purchased this gift not for everybody. He did for everybody. But it's for you as an individual. And He offers it to you. And all you must be willing to do is turn to Him and reach out and accept this gift. Or, and there's still bonus gifts in there, amen? Or, you can push this gift away. You can reject this gift. You can say, no, Lord, I know you gave your son for me and he shed his blood for me, but no, thank you. I would rather have my sin. I would rather have my religion, my own religion. I'm not talking about religion. Have I one time said you need to convert to be a Baptist this morning? Not once. Because that's not what matters. You need, you need Jesus Christ. I'm just asking you to take a gift. I'm just asking you to take a gift this morning. And you know what? I believe as, as Miss Sonia uh, comes and plays softly on the piano, and we, we all stand to be dismissed in just a moment, I would be remiss this morning if I failed to make sure that you had an opportunity to receive this gift how do you receive this gift? Well, that's good news too, because you know what? How do I reach out and accept it? How do I reach out and receive this gift, Pastor? By faith. And here's what the Bible says. Are you ready for this? Here's your part. He's extending you the gift. He's extending it to you. Will you receive this gift? Here's how you receive it. The Bible says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness... Somebody may say, oh, I, I believe this. Yeah, I, I understand that. It's not about believing it up here. With the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. And here it is. Listen. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How can you receive this gift today? Ask Him for it. Acknowledge before Him. And now it's with the heart. It's not with words. But our heart is expressed in words and actions. But it's something like this. It's a prayer something like this. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's how you receive this gift. Dear Lord, I admit to you today that I'm a sinner. I have sinned. I've got to acknowledge that I am a sinner. But Lord Jesus, You shed Your blood for me. You purchased my forgiveness on the cross. You died for me. You rose again the third day. And Lord, I want You to come into my heart and my life and forgive me of my sins. No, it's not just those words, but it's, 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 it's something like that. And so right now, I'm going to ask you, would you be willing to receive that gift today? Would you? Would you? If so, you could pray along with me today with every head bowed, every eye closed. Dear Lord Jesus, I admit to You today that I'm a sinner. Will You please forgive me of my sins? Lord, I turn to You today. Come to my heart and my life and be my Lord and my Savior. I wonder if there's anybody that was willing to say that today. Anybody that was willing to call on the Lord. Now I want to emphasize something as strongly as I possibly can this morning. Saying a little prayer after me in and of itself doesn't mean a thing. But if you've called out from your heart today to the Lord, 
and acknowledge your need for Him, He'll save you and change you forever. Some of you may, some of you may be tempted to push that gift away. No, there, there, there's other things that I, I've got to do. I can't do this and be a Christian. Please choose Christ. I'll share with you my testimony. And Kurt, would you please come get ready to sing? I'll share with you my testimony. I can remember whenever I was presented with this gift. I remember when I was presented with this gift. And I remember thinking to myself, you know what? If I accept this gift, if I get saved, I had big plans the next weekend. I told you I like to party. I had big plans the next weekend. And I knew I, I knew when I was calling the Lord, man, wait a second, if I accept the Lord, I'm not going to be able to go do that next weekend. And so I had to make a choice. And I want to tell you something. Listen, I, I've, never been as, I, I was, I've never been as high as I've been for the last 20-something years. Hey man, I'll tell you that. I've never regretted. I never once said, oh man, that was a mistake. There's no drug, no drink. There's no religious experience that can add up to what it means to know Christ as Savior. So as Kurt sings, if you'd like to come and pray today, this altar is open. Kurt. Would you come? Would you come to Him? One more verse. Just as you are. You don't need to change anything. You just need to turn to Him. He'll change you.